once the world was full of wonders, but it belongs to humans now. We creatures have all but disappeared. Demons, vampires and witches, hiding in plain sight, fearful of discovery, ill at ease even with each other. Once again, to a discovery of witches, demons, and vampires, the podcast, a weekly television series based off the television show, A Discovery of Witches, which is a Shutter show, uh, AMC Plus show, and a Sundance uh, TV show. It's also, um, at least in the United States, it's also uh, in the UK because it's originally a UK series and it is available there as well. we are here to uh, discuss each episode weekly of the series, and this is season three and actually the final season of the series. So uh, we will uh, be uh, continuing each week until the series is over and then have a wrap-up episode and then maybe one or two interview episodes uh, with some folks. Um, so uh, we will keep you informed. Um, also, uh, you can email us at uh, Dark Discussion at AOL.com or just go to darkdiscussions.com and press the contact uh, us choice on the menu at the top of the webpage because uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is once again www.darkdiscussions.com where you can uh, find many different podcasts including including this one. Uh, You also can find this podcast wherever podcasts are found. So under the feed, uh, uh, Discovery of Witches, Vampires and Demons, the podcast, or simply Dark Discussions podcast, because we also put this under the Dark Discussions podcast feed. Um, that's pretty much all we got uh, to say about that. Um, so I guess we can get into uh, some uh, general items. Um, so uh, what episode are we going to discuss tonight, Kevin? We're discussing what episode number are we on we're we're still discussing season of uh discovery witches and uh we're discussing the recent episode and i like i said i don't number remember four number four thank you and it was a good one all right so we are now uh over the 50 percent mark i think it's 57 percent mark of uh, the series uh only three episodes left uh and then we are uh done uh for this tv series not necessarily the podcast but the tv series um so we will talk about the episode five i mean episode four in a moment but before we do uh i believe we do have one email from one of our listeners and uh sean you have actually that one yes we do it's from uh, debbie ledesma and she says hello philip Barrett, Kevin, and Sean, I enjoyed this week's podcast as usual, even the football updates. I've enjoyed 
this TV uh, season's episodes so far. I wish there were more than seven episodes, but I like the adaptation of the book. They're con- condensing the story nicely since in the book there's a lot of traveling happening. Uh, the scene where Matthew recounts what he did with Ransom was in the book. Ransom is Matthew's grandson as well uh, through Marcus. Uh, FYI, Miriam is not Marcus's sister. She is over 3,000 years old. I'm intrigued by the Benjamin plot thread and to see where it's going. Benjamin didn't not interact with, or uh, just didn't interact with Satu or Jabert in the book that I remember. In the book, Benjamin wants to father a baby with a weaver, so he kidnaps and sexually assaults them, trying to get them pregnant. Ugh. Oh, um, I'm glad that's I hope the, the Yeah, <laughs> I hope the series has an interesting ending with Satu's character. The confrontation between her and Diana in the book was uns- was unsatisfying and anticlimactic for me. Uh, on a side note and a suggestion, I hope someone at Dark Discussions will consider doing a podcast on the Wheel of Time TV series. Until next week, best wishes, Debbie. Thanks, Debbie. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I know uh, Wheel of Time is uh, Amazon Prime, is it, and Barrett? Yep. And, I, and yep. I, I, you're a big fan of it, aren't you? Or you were, at least to the books, anyway. Right? You read all the books. Yep. Yeah. And uh, is it was that dropped whole or was that weekly uh, TV show? The, the first three were dropped for the yep. episodes, and then it was weekly. And I think there's eight total that were released. It was good. It was a good season, though. I'm really oh, okay. So, so they what to do. so they do what like a lot of uh, shows do now, which is drop like two to three episodes to get people to binge those three and then Jake come back weekly after that. Is that right? Yep. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. The new hybrid method. <laughs> I think uh, Wheel of Time uh, did get a uh, re-up for season two. Yeah, so well, if, if, if we think about it, maybe we'll do that. Um, as it gets closer to the second, we could we could do a weekly on each of the episodes of the first season and get ready for the second. Yeah, yeah, or or uh, depending on our schedule, because we we do have a few other television series that we're looking at possibly doing as a side podcast, including uh, the Lord of the Rings yeah. and and She Hulk and Halo and a few others that we could also do for a Wheels of Time. We could do uh, season one, you know, two hour episode recap like we did with a Discovery of Witches before we finally did get into. Um, you know, a, a weekly podcast on each episode. Um, so we could do that as well. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely uh, something of, of note. Um, that's the problem is that a lot of these television series just appear and you don't know until it's too late. And by then we already had plans to do other stuff because I did mention to Barrett, had I known about Wheel of Time uh, or um, Foundation or any of those, you know, when they were released, but they were always re- they were released, and, and it's like three weeks later, I find out they were released, and it's like, oh, shoot, we've already passed. We'd be starting yeah. the podcast, you know, a quarter into the season already. It's, it's well, and there's fun. just so many shows, too. It's hard to decide which one to do. I mean, there's there's like yeah. two new Star Treks, you know, coming out this year. We got Picard, Discovery's still in motion, and then there's another one, Strange New Worlds, coming out later this year. So, I mean, there's boatloads of shows just everywhere. What's Strange New World about? Do you know? Pike. The guy who played Pike in Discovery oh, is going to be okay, doing his yeah. own show and ship. Interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know we we know that the Star Wars and the Marvels, and and then there's just series that just pop out out of nowhere that seem interesting, uh, like like um, Halo or or even Lord of the Rings or or whatever. Um, Foundations, another one, you know that. So yeah, there's just a lot of stuff. Um, and I know there's a, a new series starring Kristen Bell on Netflix, I think, or which is, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that looks pretty, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know it's only got 55% reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but it looks pretty interesting. I watched the trailer with my wife and, uh, and again, uh, as we discovered with such shows as, uh, Lovecraft country and, uh, various other things where critics would say that a show is good. And then the people that watch it actually didn't really like it that much. Um, so I don't I don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore anyway. So yeah. there was a movie that I they were talking about and they were talking about the scores. I think they were talking about an NPR. I can't remember what I was listening to, but they were saying that the critic scores were like twenty some percent, but the audience rating was eighty seven percent. I was like, there's there's some oh, obvious yeah. schism yeah. between audiences and critics, and they need to figure out what they're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was that 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 one about uh, with Glenn Close and? Uh, Amy Adams, that, that about um, the the poor white folk in the middle of nowhere. Is that, that hillbilly was, elegy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That, that one, one got trashed by the critics, but it, the the people who watched it, the regular people, thought it was great, and I I would agree it was great. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Yeah. So so yeah. Either way, uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Um, but it it probably be. Like, like you said, Barrett, we would if we did a wheel of time, we would we would probably pick it up when season two comes out. Um, and and I know uh, we do have uh, um, the email here, so we can if we we do we can give um, Debbie a uh, link to uh, the podcast when it does come out. Though uh, you always can go to darkdiscussions.com generally when when the series comes out to see uh, season two. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so that's interesting about Benjamin, uh, because again, we know two weavers in the series, which is um, Diana and Satu, and Benjamin, she said, sexually assaults and kidnaps weavers to try to get them pregnant. Now, I doubt Diana that happened to, and if Satu didn't interact with him in the books, like they show, show him in the series, uh, there must be other weavers that uh, I mentioned in the books, possibly historical ones, uh, similar to, I guess, Diana's father, but obviously female, that Benjamin was uh, not not too kind to. I'm glad um, that was that plot line wasn't in there. I'm, I'm glad we're missing out on that one. I just, those never, uh, I never like those plot lines. Yeah, well, you know what, though? If, if they had it in there, it would have made us understand how rod and benjamin is because that is true <laughs> yeah because oddly we based off of matthew's story about benjamin's creation and whatnot and the and just the bare minimum we know about him as a human um benjamin is almost like he was a created sociopath rather than was just a dirtbag right from the beginning but yeah. it appears the, the book may may say otherwise and and it doesn't come through in the in the tv show yeah like um, the worst thing we've seen him do is manipulate right yeah. <laughs> someone else to do do the blood rage so 
and off-screen yeah. torture and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. He's, we, I don't have this abiding hatred of him because they yeah. have not pushed hard enough on his badness. Right. And and Benjamin's badness is is more of a quote unquote, at least in the TV show, more of a quote unquote vengeance yeah. for, against Matthew. And you it know, makes it's us not, understand it, right? A little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even if it's wrong, it at least makes it understandable. And so yep. it's like, okay, all right, well, I get it. Versus just, you know, like like Knox, who's just a, a psycho, you know, or or whatever. So um so yeah, that's that's interesting um about his character uh and set two and how they never uh coordinate in the in the book also uh Satu's character uh, in the confrontation with diana uh she says was unsatisfactory and anticlimactic in the book so um hopefully yeah hopefully they they make it much more interesting in the series if if that's the case uh because I'm, i would be curious um if other folks besides debbie felt that way um and we'll, we'll we'll find out ourselves when when we uh, uh, see this season finale, uh, assuming they go that that route. Um, all right, so I guess we can uh, get into um, our episode tonight uh, that we're going to talk about, which aired on January twenty ninth, two thousand twenty two, um, and we're recording this January thirtieth. 2022 one note um, you did not announce us all i don't know if you forgot or oh yeah well yeah let's do that yeah yeah i forgot to even <laughs> announce myself um, exactly so, yeah so uh i'm one of your co-hosts philip from the state of new hampshire in the us of a and with me in the commonwealth of virginia hey this is barrett barrett how's it going good excellent and in the state of missouri hi this is kevin kevin how are you doing okay Excellent. And in the province of Alberta, Canada? Uh, this is 49ers fan Sean, and you can edit that out if you need to after. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to leave it in because I, I left in last week's Buffalo stuff. I almost cut it all out, but I said, I'll leave it in. It was too funny. I really want them to win, please. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big uh, 49ers fan. Uh, I, I kind of like the 49ers, um, but uh, I do, uh, unfortunately, I have to say I do prefer the Rams to win because it would be nice to see uh, Matt Stafford finally get a Super Bowl after being stuck in Detroit for 10 years. <laughs> Poor bastard. And that our anyway. football talk will then resume at the end of the episode. <laughs> indeed. indeed. <laughs> Except unless there's a big update in the middle of the, the game, because right now it's uh, you said it's third quarter right now. So yeah, and uh, it's 10-7 for the Niners. Yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, let's uh, get into our topic for tonight. Um, so uh, where do we want to start? How do we want to start? What do we want to talk about? Uh, we can just bounce around. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we're not here to just uh, narrate an episode because you could just watch them. So we're here to talk about specific scenes and motives and what we think it's going to lead to and things of that nature. So uh, who wants to start? Anyone? I want to just say, first off, this was kind of a sad episode. I, it really yes, it was. I, I it was happy and sad at the same time. It was really kind of bittersweet, um, but that was the biggest feeling I got from this episode. Um, okay, yeah, I guess it depends on which which storyline we talk about. Um, because yeah, you're right. There's some storylines that are um, I, again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there there is some like the bittersweet storylines, but 
Uh, a lot of problems with, with a lot of television series is they introduce a new character out of the blue in one episode. And at the end of the episode, something may or may have not happen. And you haven't, I mean, it's a, it may be a terrible thing that does happen and it is awful, but uh, um, since we know they're just characters in a TV show and not in real life, um, when bad things do happen to you, brand new characters that we barely know, for me, anyway, it doesn't re- resonate as much um, as, say, maybe, I guess, you, Barrett. Um, but we can get into all these things um, as as we uh, go through specific scenes and specific character uh, traits and, and things of that nature. Um, what about you, uh, Kevin? You haven't said anything. And by the way, Kevin, you shaved. What happened? You look strange. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I don't, I don't like this, Stu Kevin. You look weird. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have Zoom okay, for, fine, for people fine. who are you listening. Go. You happy now? Hey, hey, don't be like this. I just turned the camera off. Um, <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. No, no. What happened, long story short, uh, it's been dry here, and it, it, it's. I had to shave it off, and then it's it's growing back. I'm growing it back. It's just sometimes you have to shave it off and just, and then grow back in. So hopefully when you see me next, it'll, it, it'll, it'll be back to a normal beard or something close to it. Uh, but I don't really think our listeners are really interested in hearing that. So um, yeah, there, there's a couple of, one of the two things I noticed, like you were talking about the one character that was in here, uh, this episode, this episode. And I have to admit, I, um, I mean, I had a, I mean, I had a feeling he was going to be like a one and done. Yeah, like he was only going to be in this episode and that was it. But even so, you kind of had to feel sorry for the guy because uh, you kind of, because you, as you listen to him talk, he, he was very isolated. He was pretty much a hermit, just had his piano and his books. And he really didn't like vampires and he was okay with witches because and he said, you know, no witch, you know, no magic in the house. And the thing is, is that, you know, Diana and the the one uh, and uh, the one dame, I, I forgot her name. Let me. Agatha. Agatha, yeah, the day. Uh, Agatha, the kind of like the lead dame, Damon. I'm, I'm saying Damon. It's demon, but it's uh, Agatha. And the Agatha is kind of like one of the lead demons, and she's, you know, very friendly to the guy. You know, because it's a fellow demon. She says, "Look, I understand the garbage that you went, you've been going through, and I really want to help you out." And and in the end, um, it was it was just sad because when you know when Knox figures out who he is and where he is, you know it's all that you know that's it. You know, you know he's dead. Um, because it's another thing that I noticed is the last couple episodes is that Knox has not been. Usually, when you see Knox, he's kind of has his his nice suit, you know, and he's all clean and shaven and all that sort of thing. You know, his hair is perfect, and and like the last couple, he was his he was kind of dressed down a little bit, and then in this episode, he had his suit and tie on, but his hair was a mess. He's desperate. Yeah, he's desperate. We were talking about this. Is he's he is now he is desperate. He is still he's still powerful enough, but he is desperate, and he's angry. Um, and it's one of those. There's nothing left to nothing left to really stop him or hold him back. 
you know, except for power, more powerful witches. But the thing is, is that most of the people he's gone up, gone to is, uh, you know, not as powerful as he is. Does it seem to everyone else that he he relies on that object for his power? The magic yeah. ball. I want it destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it seems like that's where he gets his power from, and it would be easily taken away if someone gets that thing. You just have to get it. That's the thing. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Because um, uh, what was it? Satu, you know, threw it out the window, and it, it looks like it's his talisman or something. And yeah. You know, and then when he when when it was out the window, he I mean he was next to he was almost powerless. Um so we'll see what we'll see what happens because well, I don't want to go too far into it. He's been manhandled by everybody. I don't see him going down well. <laughs> no, and I he's I I don't know if he's gonna take people down with him or he's good at picking on the weaker ones, like oh, yeah. that woman yes. he threw into the cupboard or whatever. <laughs> right. right. And, I mean, and she and, and the funny part is is that now um now is he in trouble with the rest for a lot of the a lot of the witches, but now he uh attacked a woman who said, you know, I'm under um Hubbard's protection. Father Hubbard's protection, you know, and yep. attacked her anyway. So now you got Father Hubbard, who is, yeah, you know, he's. I don't know how powerful he is, but he's probably going to be powerful enough that he's he's going to have some. He's going to have a say. He's going to have a response. Oh yeah. So response. so 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 <laughs> that woman that he throws across the room was in theory protected by Hubbard. Well, she yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. He was. Now, yeah. that that's hard to believe, right? Because he's a vampire and she's a witch, though. Yeah, but he he took in everybody from what we saw when it was, you know, over yeah, the Yeah, that's true. And I think that's, that's how he and, maintains his power is that he's he's everywhere. Right. Yeah, because he's and, an agent for everyone. Well, and and that obviously didn't scare Knox, even though he he almost got killed by Hubbard last episode. So he's most certainly very desperate. Uh, no doubt about it. Now, uh, Sean, you mentioned offline that you figured out why, because I was asking you, um, why With, was the yeah. demon all depressed and stuff? It, it doesn't, you know, it's like, so, so what but, I was, but you about, explain, oh. yeah, about demons in general. Go ahead. So, so what we were told, right, is that the vampires aren't able to properly sire now. The witches are losing their power and the demons were developing mental health issues. And so what it seemed, at least what it felt like to me watching the short time that we saw Timothy, was that he was he he had some kind of trauma or something. He's developed mental health issues because, I'm assuming, with the... Because he's a demon, probably. Uh, problem with the demons. And yeah, that's one of their downsides, it seems like, is right. they can go crazy along with... Their brilliance comes a level of unstableness. Right. And so I thought it was like his, I know he was only a one, uh, one episode character, but I did feel for him. Me I too. felt like it was really sad, especially the ending result. And especially because there was a glimmer of hope offered to him by um, Diana and Agatha. And then to have yeah. the result Ripped was away. just like, yeah. just, yeah. oh, like to me, it was really sad. So we, we all knew the outcome was coming because we knew Knox found out where he was but we all, you know, that's it. Just hurt. It hurt that he got killed. We yeah, were rooting make it for it easier. Yeah, we exactly. were rooting for 
We were rooting for him. We were hoping that things would get better for him. But the minute Knox found out, I mean, and Knox was not, I mean, Knox's, even his personality was, I mean, a lot of times, even when he, like when he killed M, you know, he still had that somewhat controlled. But when he broke into the coven, uh, coven house or whatever you call it, and the one which, you know, the one that said, you know, we're protected by Father Hubbard and he was all, I mean, He's Almost he's becoming erratic. a behavioral health person. He was becoming himself. erratic. Yeah, becoming erratic. <laughs> he was, you know, it's like he couldn't. It was almost like he couldn't focus. Except, well, for he the, wasn't even getting respect from this witch who should be down on the spectrum of people that should just no. bow before him. He yeah, <laughs> well, seems so unhinged. Oh right? yeah, right, right, right. Because he was he was a head witch on the council, and and even this quote unquote nobody which at least in his eyes was treating him like nope can't help you and that that you know and he's not the well, type of person based off of his hierarchy and where he was never mind his own behavioral health issues of of narcissism uh he doesn't expect that type of um answer or behavior from quote unquote lesser witches than he and so yeah yeah disdain is what she showed him <laughs> yeah and she didn't show respect she didn't show uh, and she even said oh when he came in she says you know oh you must be Knox you know because we and she would say something like you know slinking around or whatever it wasn't it wasn't even just oh yeah we know you'd be you know around talk you know you'd be around she these were slinking and um you know showing that he's like a low life, you know. Right, and, right. Yeah, yeah. When, when he has no power, they, right. they dislike him. They, they, they think he, they probably never liked him before, but he was powerful, so they had to give him respect. And now that he doesn't have the backing of the council anymore, they can show what they really think of him. It's and, like he uh, lost his prestige. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean he loses his power. And that's, that's no, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, they're stupid. That's the problem. <laughs> Just because he's lost the the position, he can still kick your ass. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. I think it's I think it's also though that um, you know he still has the power, but he doesn't have the respect. And with his position, he had the respect. Um, and even, I mean the the woman that uh, that knocks you know kind of threw through the threw into the closet. She, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think she should have handled it a little differently. Not because she, not oh, because yeah. Knox deserves, right. I mean, you were mentioned <laughs> because Knox reserved respect, but he still, because he was strong enough. But um, yeah, it, it's it's just interesting how she, she could have just done something more like, he, I, she's gone, don't know where she went. But not only that, but what else she should have done was they had the stuff from the spell still left over she should have cleaned it all up because that's what Knox used to find uh this timothy well, she was guy. working on it she was working on it yeah she didn't expect him to show up she was starting to clean up and then he walked in yeah but i mean she should have she should have i mean I, I probably could have helped if she handled it a little differently so he wouldn't take out his talisman and, and kind of threw her across the room but <laughs> I wonder, though, if she did that as a part of to try to keep him off kilter, or at least she thought she could have him off kilter. 
and didn't realize didn't work. how powerful. <laughs> yeah, she didn't realize just how powerful he was. So, right, right. Well, you know, though, it's it's a uh, uh, yeah. Maybe she didn't hear that he was unhinged, or and that he had murdered, uh, poss- or was suspected of well, murdering Diana's aunt. Never mind various other things. Well, she didn't. You know? She even said, you, know, you were thrown off the council council for killing a witch." She even said that. He says you were thrown off the council for for killing. Yeah. Away. All right. Then. Then. Yeah. There's, then. Then. Then it's her own fault. Yeah. You know, it's an excellent point. I forgot about that. Then it's because so it's like all right. If he killed one witch and that you know and that lost him his power, do you think that's good, anything going to stop him from killing another? Yeah, it didn't lose his power. You mean loses prestige, right? Because, because well, he still I mean, has the power. Political power. Yeah. yeah political power. power. Right. So. So. Yeah. So she obviously either had too much. Uh, pride herself of her own power or she's just stupid because yeah if you have this unhinged crazy guy that you know was thrown out of a council just a month or, or two, well actually probably eight months because again we're, we're, we're watching one day is like one, one episode is like three months in, in the future um so but either way he has this crazy guy that is a murderer and he just came into your your building and you kind of a wise ass to him I, I, I don't know you know i mean i always use the joke that whenever i'm in the forest and i come upon a hunter with a gun i just be polite to them just for the fact they have a gun even if they would never use it on me so if you have a, a person you know that's actually a murderer a bad human being or witch or whatever you want to call these creatures um comes into your building demanding things I, yeah maybe she i i don't know i i would have played it a little differently, so I'm right there with you, Kevin. Well, she might have could have played him. She might have been mad. She might have been mad at him. Chevy. She obviously didn't have respect for him, and he didn't deserve respect. But at the same time, she she might have been mad because Caution. this is the guy that you know that killed another witch, and that was probably on his way. And I mean, they knew she'd be going around at this. I mean, uh, Knox would be going around trying to find out what you know Diana. Uh, Diana just did. So I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm partial. I'm kind of wondering. I'm kind of looking forward to what happens when Diana confronts Knox if she does, and you know we'll we'll see how that goes. Right, right. It's hard to you know like yeah. I want him to have his comeuppance, but I don't want him to necessarily die. He hasn't been that bad that he deserves death yet. You know what I mean? Like, well, that statue is tortured, and yeah, he has. You're right. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, we know he's murdered probably Dan and his parents, and and we know he murdered the the aunt. We saw that, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not necessarily a supporter of, of having someone be executed either, Barrett. But um, during an, uh, our attempted arrest of him, if he has to be killed, he has to be killed. But yeah, yeah I, then I prefer it, then I'm okay that he gets, with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I but I don't feel that. one way or another towards him. I, he hasn't really, right? He hasn't been an effectual villain. <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> and I, I, failure. <laughs> right. Well, and I always, I always see the actor behind the character because he was such a great character in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Because he was a good guy and a kind of a stinker but he was never really a bad guy and and he was awesome in that that as an actor i mean and the character was a really great character in game of thrones so when i see him here was I, I just 
He was bad. Uh, I, 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 we, we could debate that. Um, he, 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 he was just following the watch, the rules of the watch. Man. He was following the, oh, I, I, I can debate that. Oh, following orders. Uh-oh. Uh, no, no, no. His orders, his orders were legit. If, and I, I had a, a big debate about uh, that on the Game of Thrones podcast we did. About yes, you did. <laughs> whether, whether or not um, he had, he had a, uh, you know, if you play devil's advocate, he, he could, he could win in court. But either way, um, yeah. So I'm kind of there with you, Barrett, too. Uh, he's a, he's a bastard of a, a character and a bad guy for sure. But um, the outright hatred for him, I, I don't, I don't know if I have that. I, I think the person I have, I hate the most on the show, is Satu because uh, the we see her do all those horrible, torturous things to my favorite character, Diana. And yeah. that really made me disgusted. So yeah. Satu, I hate. However, the other villains in the show, I'm more interested in them as characters. So the hatred doesn't, doesn't come through to make me, you know, despise them as much as they said to. Well, and part of it is like, they didn't even show not, they haven't really showed Knox killing anybody. Like, they didn't show him kill this guy at the end of this episode, the guy we just find him. Right. You don't right. really see him killing her parents, right? I don't think we did. No, you know, you don't. Uh, he, and, did you see it? We saw him kind of kill the aunt, right? We saw that, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. saw that. And yeah. then there was that other witch that was her friend. Didn't he kill her? Um, How did she, didn't she die? The one that which friend? Like, which betrayed friend? her? Diana's friend in the first season. Didn't he kill that? Well, that was the oh, one that uh, I don't know if he, Yeah, I don't know if they ever killed her. She, did, she, did, uh, did she die? I thought she just disappeared off the show as a character, but I can't Maybe remember. Maybe she did. Yeah, I can't remember either. Matthew, yeah. attacked, Matthew attacked her, but he said she was alive when I left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, then, but, then um, but the thing is, yeah. So oh yeah, yes. I don't, I don't remember what happened. Not, I mean, Satu, I it's 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 not that I'm for her, but I'm not. I don't hate her. I mean, yeah, she tortured. At the same time, though, she was on it in, in a way, she was under control of Knox. So it was not. That is true. You do have a point. Was, yeah, following was, orders. Following, following orders. orders. Yeah. Anyway, it was Knox. It was Knox using her to torture Diana. All the bad guys use somebody else, like well, Jaber. Yes, but we see Jaber has a head in a box. So it's again, even him. It's hard to like totally dislike him because I haven't really seen him do anything patently just straight up. He ripped someone apart on screen. You know what I mean? So it's kind but of it's, tough. It, uh, but it's in the the kind of evil though that they're doing. Is is more insidious, and it that's is. why I think there's you can have yeah, Mac of, for the more it's not just out on just yeah Machiavellian uh, tendencies, right? Where they're playing everybody and like using everybody for their own ends, so and not pleasant ones, right? So I think there's aspects where Knox and Jaber, uh, even Domenico, you know, has aspects of, of doing that. So Domenico gets used by Jaber though. Well, he's a while he does too, his though. own little yeah he does his own well, little thing once D- in a while Domenico but. is kind of off doing his own thing because he knows that all right that he's kind of an investigator you know and he's dealing with them but I don't think he really I mean I don't really think he cares much about either Jaber or Knox he just more of hey there there's someone out there with blood rage I gotta find out who it is 
I mean, that's just kind of. Yeah. He's yeah. He's more like I said. He's he's more of an investigator. He's more of I want to just find out. I mean, he. I mean, if you if you present to him the case, you know, the facts and the case. I mean, maybe he'd end up becoming more of a of a Matthew and Diana supporter. You know, if he thinks that they're they're the ones who are you know the that the council is attacking them. You, know, you can correct me on this, out. but I was wondering, though, because I thought there was a line that Domenico had in a previous episode where he was talking that Venice was his city, but he doesn't have control in it, and that his goal was to get control of the city. Am I wrong on that? I do not remember that, but you have probably seen the first two seasons more recently than me. <laughs> So that's that's why I kind of think of he's another power player. He may not be at the same level as Javier he's definitely a power Maxwell, player. He's he manipulates too. He's, he's why Baldwin is he's why Baldwin is still alive. Yes. So I think yeah, he's, he can play all the sides, right? So he doesn't have to be like this the the same um, level or uh, nastiness that Javier and Knox have. He can just do right. his own thing in his own sphere, right? Yeah. Yep. One thing you were talking about Satu earlier, I remember that one party where she was attending and I think it was your bear says, why can't you, why can't you just enjoy yourself? But then yeah. she was, she was talking <laughs> to Benjamin there and you, know, you can just hear her. Like she's talking about this. There's a prophecy that, you know, a witch will destroy, you know, all this sort of thing, be destructive. And I can't remember who exactly will destroy, but, I mean, she says everybody thinks it's Diana, but she's pretty much saying, but it's me. And the thing is, you know, the prophecy, it's like she wants to be the one who destroys. She wants to be the prophecy fulfillment. She doesn't, you know, it's it. the thing is, is also I'm kind of curious because she said Diana has powers, but she doesn't know how to use them. But I don't know if she's seen Diana recently. Or I don't know if right. I said that exactly while we were watching it. I was like, he didn't, she doesn't know how powerful she is now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she obviously. I mean, she has to know Diana went back, and she has to know. I mean, but the thing is, is that I don't know. Does she even know that Diana is not just a weaver, but she weave all what was it seven knots or whatever, where Satu can only weave one. She doesn't know anything about that because she wasn't right. back there. So, yeah, yeah, so that's just it. So she may not know what's she. She may be in for a bit of a surprise, you know. And maybe that's why in the you know when we heard we read in that e, uh, heard in that email that the confrontation about do, between Diane and Satu was so anticlimactic is maybe because Satu didn't know how Diane how powerful Diana actually is. No, I'm just con- I haven't gone through. I I know I have the books on audio, but I haven't gone through. I'm probably not going to it till after this podcast is done. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. All right. So, so, um, there is a lot of political machinations and, and some of the characters, we don't know their true motives. Cause again, I, I mean, I, I don't really even Domenico, you know, you said that he wants to maybe have power in Venice. Maybe that, that's, yeah. but, but everything that he does in the show doesn't seem to relate to that goal. So I don't even know what his motives are on the show, to be honest. Well, I just know that he's a cool character. 
I mean, it's interesting you mentioned, you know, he wants Venice, but the funny part is if you think about it, everybody else almost like they want power over everybody where he just wants, I just want to have kind of control of my city. Like he wants to, it's like he wants to be mayor of Venice and that's it. He doesn't want, I mean, that that's pretty big in itself, but it's still not like Knox or Jaber or any of the others. Right. I think he just wants what's best for, for Venice and he thinks he can do that. Yeah. And, and that's fair. That's fair. I, I can, I can, I can uh, get on board with that for sure. Um, all right. So uh, what else do we want to talk about? Cause we've been more talking about motives and, why or why why not we dislike or or trust certain characters uh, anything specific on on the episode itself that there we was to say that diana finds the the third page yeah so they've yep. got yep. all the pages yep. now right so they can set that goal and one of uh, diana's lines at, at the end uh after seeing timothy again was about that there needs to be a revolution that they yeah. need to change the system Yep. Yeah, yeah. We had an interesting reveal with Gallo Glass um, telling her that he loved her, basically. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's stick first with the uh, one of the two. So let's start with what the one you started with, uh, Sean. So you're saying Diana, based off of what we saw in this episode, believes the system has to be changed, meaning the yes. system between the the, the council and all, and, all, and all that stuff. Yeah, it needs to be it needs to be changed and made better for all of the people involved, and not, um, you know, just because of the differences and just like how they talked about the demons being looked down upon, and not, you know, they Agatha has a seat on the council, but she's not. They don't respect her like the vampires or the witches, right. and it's it's trying to get balanced so that all of them have a say and that they're all working together, kind. Of. Well, and part of so the, that's what she's looking to well, so, do. Yeah, to, yeah. So part, part of the problem, problem, part of the problem is is the the um, the personalities, right? I mean, what makes a person powerful in politics, and and I would assume in this council would be personalities. And and Jabir, Knox, and Baldwin are, are most certainly boisterous people. While her character, at least based off of what we see in the show, show and whether that's intentional by the the writing or not she's more subdued and whatnot so maybe she's just not the right person to represent the demons kevin what are you gonna say well the problem with the demons is that yes they are fast yes they are creatures but they have no i mean they don't have strength they i mean they're like i said they are fast but that's about it you know, there really isn't much else to, you know, I mean, yes, they have this, this level of genius, but the problem is, is that there really isn't a whole lot else. Um, well, I, and you know what's funny, Kevin, about the point about the genius, that's not necessarily extraordinary. It's extraordinary in the sense that not many people are geniuses, but anybody can be a genius, whether it's a human, a vampire, or a witch. So the difference is demons are all quote unquote geniuses. So they have a trait that is unique, that that's rare. 
but it's not unique yeah, by any right. means. And, but the point is, is that because of that, they they are not really seen. They're not respected because the vampires they have the speed, they have the long life, they have the strength and everything. Yeah, and they could be geniuses too. And they could be. Some of them could be geniuses, but then at the same time, then you have the witches who you know they don't live a long time, but they they are powerful. They have their own magic strength, and then you have demons who. You know, it's like, well, they have no immediate defensive or offensive capabilities aside from the normal human ones. Right. Unless they have a genius that extends towards making stuff that could kill people. Right. (laughs) And and we haven't seen one yet like that. It's usually been very creative in in its method. But the point is, is that the witches and the vampires don't respect them. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So what is wrong with the council? Because in theory, the council has worked in the past. But again, in the past, it had the correct people. However, with all things that are good or that can work, you have bad people uh, that may get involved, meaning sociopaths, that may get involved that can cause problems. So is the council really a problem or is it the people that happen to be elected or or it's based on the council. Well, it's I mean, well, and how can you replace it with anything that's going to be better? Well, here, be I'll honest. tell you why it's both. The problem is there's a bunch of corrupt council members and the rules are, were made in such a long time ago that some of them shouldn't apply anymore. And they, there's no way to change those rules without a majority on the council. And, you know, everybody's right, going to so- look out after their own race. See, the, 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 the thing is that I, I understand where you're coming from there, but the, the question that – because Phil and I were actually talking a little bit about this out, uh, offline because I'm starting to wonder – because at first I thought, oh, yeah, the council needs to be done away with. But I'm thinking to myself, well, because one of the things that came to my mind as I was talking with this with Phil and hearing, especially when Diana says revolution, I was thinking of the song by The Who, uh, We Won't Be Fooled Again. And the last words of the song were meet the new boss, same as the old boss, you know, and that's just kind of what that that would be. Even if they did start like their own new council, would the same thing happen? You know, would it come back? You know, anything right. can happen. The, well, I mean, that doesn't mean you don't get rid of the old for the new just because it could be like the new, the old. Well, could you I mean, can you reform Right, right. Reform. But are the old people, are the the people who are in in power going to say, let's change everything? Like, there's a reason. No, they're not. They hold it, right? For example, that the part, the first part, the the part of the council, one of the main rules was the creatures don't interact with each other. They're not really supposed to interact very much with each other uh, unless if necessary. In other words, a vampire does not, you know, interact much with, with a demon, does not interact much with a witch. Um, but the funny part of things is that now you've got, and they kept to that for a long time until really one of the thing, the two things that really started the problem was when the demon and the witch had, a, had, have, are having kids and then you have vampire with having kids and that, that, I mean, that goes against the council's decrees and so because what happened i mean they originally start okay they originally the council originally started 
Philippe was one of the, you know, Matt, uh, Philippe is one of the ones who started the council because I think he, they, they saw it as a way to keep peace between the three species, if you will, to keep the, the keep peace, the peace, ah, rewind, start over. Your argument is telling me exactly why they need to go. Those, those, those rules worked in the medieval times. They don't work anymore. Well, There's no. so much mixture of populations now that they, their whole rule system is broken down. But my, that's why I'm saying let's not kill the, the, the council. Let's reform it. I'll say, all right, let's we are now so intermixed and it looks like we can now have peace between a witch and a demon and a witch and a, 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 a vampire and a vampire, et cetera, et cetera. So instead, so let's just say, all right, let's reform it. Let's allow this interaction to come a play, but let's still have a council that's looking after each of the, uh, the interest of each of these uh, uh, culture uh, cultures, uh, each of these species. If, if I could interject to, to, yes, to Kevin's please. point, no. which, uh, which is, Okay, so with the people that are in power now, we have obviously strange personalities, and a lot of them wouldn't want to just give up their power, obviously, as, as we saw what happened with Knox. So if Jabir or even Domenico or, or, or maybe even Baldwin, I, you know, and the random other people that we don't, never met that are on the council, if, if there's a, a group, you know, that they want to have a Sion, and then, they, you know, Diana says, let's banish the 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 council we're gonna have people that are gonna say no and if they're determined to have it banished they could say all right we're gonna form our own thing here and then the council will have to make a decision and based off the personalities that they are some of them would want would possibly send quote-unquote soldiers or police or force or whatever to to say you can't do this as illegal and then there could be bloodshed so i can see why kevin said it may be better to try to do get into the council and reform it because then there wouldn't be bloodshed that's what i meant when <laughs> i said the bloodshed there will be bloodshed regardless Yes. None of those people are going to give up power, and none of them are going to allow a reformation. See the problem. See the thing is, is that, well, okay, um, not a single a one. <laughs> well, let me have a quick say. Okay, um, because the, what was the, the 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 phrase about uh, power in a vacuum? Power of horse a vacuum, right? Yeah, power of horse. Because I mean, if you get if the if the the, the council gets co is collapsed. All right, then you get the vacuum and then you're going to then you're going to probably get as Phil said, you know, the bloodshed because you're going to get a whole bunch of people fighting for who's going to be on top. Now, the problem is, is that let's just say for argument's sake that Jaber and Knox and maybe even Baldwin. OK, I'm not even going to I don't want to go into Baldwin quite yet, but let's just say for argument's sake. You know, Jaber well, actually Knox is already out, but Jaber, Satu and Baldwin somehow are removed okay i'm not saying killed i'm not saying you know mate i mean i would like to see knox lose his powers that that to me would be an ultimate punishment for knox's you are going to live the rest of your life as pretty much as a almost as a near powerless humor human um but then you have so if you get those folks out because I really don't, I mean, the rest 
of the council, you don't really hear much from. And if that's the case, then maybe like, let's just say, for example, Matthew gets on the council and then maybe Diana gets on the council and you, you, you change, I mean, you, you know, you change that, then changes can be made to the council or if you do destroy the council, but the scion comes up there. And if, so the sign comes up, the sign gets strong, the council falls, there will not be a vacuum that the sign will be there to replace it. The sign will be there to take it over. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like uh, historically, you know, American United States has historical speak, historically speaking, when we rebelled against the crown and, and, and won we had our government there and ready. So there wasn't a vacuum of power in the United States. It's all right, we have this new government now. So when the crown was no longer ruling, we had something else to help govern us. And uh, we were, and so the, 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 the transferal of power went smoother than let's just say one dictator killing another one. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fair point. Um, I, I see exactly what you're trying to say. The, the, the thing is, can you prevent deaths or, or violence or things of that nature? Um, and obviously, that's always the best thing to try to do. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, we don't know enough about this council and all the people on the council to know how everything would would happen. So that and I don't think they're trying it, I don't think they're trying for a vacuum. I think they're trying to change the rules. But the problem with that is the people that per, that currently run the rules don't want them to change. And that's that's existed throughout human history. The new either changes the old or the old destroys the new. And we don't know how it's going to turn out here. And, and I see your point, but I, I think that is the case in many 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 things for sure but sometimes it it doesn't have to be a destruction right there can be an absorption there can be and and like like right now we're in a in a period of time in our country where power transfers peaceably supposedly and that is what you're talking about but this is a case where the the new is pushing on the old for big change and we're not we're not talking small change they want to be able to intermingle they want to be able to have babies together and everything i mean that to these stratified people is like heresy yeah well that and that's the thing too is is that change quick can can cause more problems than a, yep. a gradual change. They don't right. know what the impact of all these babies will be on the society, right? We don't know what two vampire children are going to be like. Right. Or and, are they going to be witches? Are they going to be demons? Who knows what they're going to be? Uh, what or what happens? Cool? All three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two, or two months. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. what if they're a, a vampire, uh, a vampire witch? In other words, they're vampires and they're witches. So they're, they're witches that could last for quite some time i've wondered that too what if matthew changes diana at some point now, now let me ask this uh what, what was the villain in uh x-men called what was his name magneto or magneto yeah 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 so so we're gonna if, if that's, that's a good another, example that's, a, that's another reason why the council's <laughs> in place and wants the the non-mixture of the ethnicities or races or whatever we call these creatures because 
they could become supervillains. Yeah. All you need is a Satu to become a vampire, and, you know, to be turned into a vampire, and then now she's could kill everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she's already forever. A, a weaver. Yeah, she's a weaver, and then she could live forever. Now and, she's and, the empress and, of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So so like like you remember you remember what Diana asked earlier in the season two where she says I'm surprised the queen or the or the leaders aren't all witches, demons, or vampires because they would have the ability to basically rule the entire world and yep. and. And someone said, uh, "Oh, maybe it was Matthew." Said, "Well, we don't want to do that because we don't want to draw attention to ourselves." Or something. It was something. But that would be my concern because all you need is a sociopath. I mean, you have a human that's a sociopath, and they, they <laughs> cause world wars. So, yep. so what, if if one of these folk decides to say, "Well, I don't agree with Matthew, and I think I should be the leader and the ruler and take over," then you could be in trouble. So. I, I could see, see Kevin's point. I totally see Kevin's point. I just what's happening with this particular group because of the push and pull. I just don't. I see blood every way I look. There's just no way for this to turn out in a way without I, it. I I have to. Conf- I mean, I I I don't know if I 100% agree with well, you, but I can definitely understand. Well, no, I do 100% agree with you that there's going to be bloodshed no matter what happens. The the point is is that the i hate to say it it's just what's going to be the lesser of two evils what's well, going to cause the lesser of the bloodshed and if the bloodshed is going to be uh if the, the the blood being shed is that of the more power hungry sociopaths well will that will that be more acceptable than innocence well obviously probably more acceptable than innocence getting slaughtered well let, let's look at it there's only five people of importance that will determine whether or not there's bloodshed because Knox, <laughs> Knox, Knox doesn't count because he's he already anymore. off the council. Yep. So it's really what Joubert and Satu and, and Baldwin. Baldwin. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he, he could, he could, he could be the person that that causes a war by yeah. tricking people to think, look what they did to you. you know? Yeah, but, but you, you got Satu. It depends on what Satu and Jabir want to do. It depends on how Baldwin acts, and it also depends on whether Matthew or Diana can keep their cool as well, because we we we've seen both of them at times get angry. You, know, you get angry, and when they get angry, it, it's it's not it's not nice. So. It's just really those five, right? Because every other character on the show is either, you know, like the the Agatha. She's like like everybody said, she doesn't really have any power except to vote, and and all the rest of them are are just, you know, side characters in a sense. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, it really depends on Jabir and Sato. Baldwin's a wild card, and then w- whether Matthew and Diana can compromise or say nope it's this way or not and and that's all i can think you know it'll be curious to see how those characters go because i could see matthew and diana being as as uh my way or the highway just as as i could see satu and and jobea say the same thing right because now they're on polar opposites can they come into the middle or not you know and then of course i don't even know what baldwin's thinking so I don't know. I mean, because I, you know, and that's the thing. If this was a real 
world and not a, a story where we have heroes, I could see Diana and Matthew being as villainous as Jabir or Satu or, D- or Domenico or Baldwin because Matthew and Diana in the real world are the type of characters that would say we have to change and if we don't, we're doing it anyway. And then that causes chaos. But I don't know. That's how I look at it. John, what do you think? Let me get, actually, well, oh, oh, no. oh, go on. Uh, oh, first. John, please, please. Yeah, yeah please, John. No. We've, we've been dominating this. Sorry. Uh, well, he's been all, watching a football game. So. No, <laughs> listen to the – this is pretty fiery. Um, uh, no, I was just going to say that, like, I get – change doesn't come easily, and it usually doesn't come up without some kind of bloodshed or loss on either side. Uh, whether the council that has held – um, rules for centuries upon centuries are going to be embracing new ideas or new perspectives. You, you have to look at each character, I guess. But I would just say that the we, we haven't talked about it yet, but there's a scene where Matthew's talking to Baldwin and you get that Baldwin just won't change. Yeah. That it yeah. doesn't matter what happens or what's said, he will. He just won't change. That is the perfect scene to encapsulate it all, was that scene with Baldwin and him, where you could see they were brothers, but it didn't matter. Oh, uh, and that's, right. that's why I, I brought up Diana and Matthew, that, again, if this was not a story where we have heroes, where Matthew is supposed to be a hero, <laughs> if, this was, if this was the real world, I, Matthew, in my eyes, if I just look at him, is as bad in that situation as Baldwin, because mm-hmm. Matthew's saying it has to change and it has to be this way. And if we don't do it this way, I want to be gone while Baldwin's being a dink, too. So in the real world, they're both being dinks because they refuse to come in the middle and say, all right, let's work it out and discuss. And the yep. real world. But again, since this is a hero story. Obviously, Matthew is in technically the the right character but in it if you really look at it logically he's as 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 wrong for being so black and white as baldwin well the problem but i think one of the main reasons why matthew is now um pushing for change is that he is he's in love with diana he is in love with the witch and and he knows that the council does not approve Mm -hmm. so the reason because i mean if it weren't for that he, I mean, if it weren't for that, I mean, do you think he'd honestly care? I he don't think not. so. I agree with you. Exactly, exactly. It's just and, that to push him uh, to that to that area where. And also another question that I have is, is that we are seeing what a small handful of witches and vampire. I mean, for the most part, witches and vampires and demons, and all that. The question is, what about the rest of the witch and vampire communities? Do they want to change? Do they want the revolution? As as Diana would say, do we, they we want the revolution? Know. We'll never know. Right? Yeah. I mean, so it's because my whole point is, what if you know Knox comes up or Jaber comes up and says to other witches, or um, uh, Knox comes up to other vampires and says, "Hey, they're trying to change this," and they end up leading like this this their own little armies to fight each other which is exactly what the council was made to prevent in the first place. 
And so will there be, I mean, I don't think that this is what's going to happen, but I mean, I'm just saying it's just something that if you, if you rally enough supporters, you can, you can cause trouble. Well, let's agree just to, to, to agree on this point anyway, that things have to change. So the, 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 the thing is, is that I think Matthew, first of all, I don't think Matthew is a good leader because he's, he's, as we've discussed based off of everything we've seen in all three seasons, he's irrational. He's, he's, um, uh, reactionary. Um, he's opinionated to the point of, of where he can't see clearly and stuff. So I, I think he's, I'm sorry, Phil, just quickly. I think he's self-centered. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so he shouldn't even be a leader anyway. The only reason he is is because of his age and where he landed up. Can and I all that. interject on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, please. Yeah, please. I would say Baldwin's in the same state because when when Matthew comes to him and says Philippe wanted this, Baldwin doesn't let that affect him at all. He just he's not a good leader either. You know, he's he's heard that Matthew talked to Philippe. Philippe totally cared about Diana and was totally okay with that, but yet he still won't change. Well, See, that's, that's the pro- he's not here anymore. That, well, also, also, response, right? also that's, that's a problem with these time stories, time yeah. loop stories is because in theory, he you should know, be changed Philippe, already, right? Yeah. He would already know <laughs> that Philippe accepted to, to, you know, Diana and all this other stuff. Exactly. So, and it obviously changed things because Gallo glass loves her and he couldn't have known her. He followed her like for 400 right, years, right. Exactly. protecting so, her. <laughs> exactly. So, so it, while, while before Diana went into the past, he didn't even know who she was. Right. Right. So exactly, why did, yep. why wasn't Baldwin changed? But Gallo glass was see, so there's, there's a lot of flaws. In, in the story, if you, we really want to dig deep, because technically, ever, absolutely, Baldwin should already know that Philippe said this is okay. Yep. And, and you know Baldwin would have said absolutely. So, you know, when, when he says so suddenly out of the blue, he says, ah, well, uh, Philippe gave me uh, uh, permission. It's all good. It's like, what? What are you talking about? I've been told for five, seven hundred <laughs> years that that's wrong. Now, now you're trying to tell me is what are you talking about? So, yeah, that, that's a that's an unfortunate flaw in the, in the, in the, the show, um, the story. I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I would agree that Baldwin is is the th- difference with Baldwin and Matthew is that Baldwin was one of those boring politicians where yes. he, he just said, you know, this is the law, this is how we do it, this is how we law, this is how we do it. All right, everybody vote. Okay, so how do you this, get elected? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So now suddenly there's this big change, and he's like, what, what? 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 And he and he's he's being a dink because of the change. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, all these that's the problem with all these these people, because that's all they are, are people. When you really look at it, they, they're, they're all flawed, every one of them. And they're all pompous asses. And so they're all never going to agree to agree, you know, and that's the problem. They, they can't come to the middle. There has to be a middle and they just won't do it. Yep. And I don't know. So it's unfortunate. Well, and there's some on the council that would never let it happen anyway, like Jaber. You know, he's just going to be yeah, against right, it right. no matter what. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. As, a, as, as threat to his own power. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he's the type of guy that that wouldn't want to give up any power at all. Um, even if that power he could still keep. But he looks at 
the rules in place as they are as solid and any change could make him be less powerful. So yeah, he doesn't want to change at all. Um, we can come back to this topic if we want after, but I want to get into another topic that we haven't talked about at all, which is the blood rage isn't even related to vampires. It, it happened to be in him as just his human DNA. In other words, he was had a, D, a flaw in his DNA that would create anger yeah. yep. anyway. And as we've seen for three seasons, like I just said, he's irrational. He's a reactionary. He's an opinionated. As Kevin said, he's self-centered. And in my personal opinion, he's not a leader by any means and would not be a person I would want as my leader. But we now found out that it has nothing to do with the, being a vampire. It has to do with his human uh, DNA even before he was turned. And the other thing, too, is um, is that um, – He's patient zero. Yeah, yeah. You're no, because right. he got it from Isba, remember? No, but what happened was is that everyone gets it from their human side, the rage part. Right. No, no. What he said was that but what happened if maybe maybe I, I messed up messed up in the maybe I misunderstood, but what I thought was happening, what they were saying was that something in Matthew's DNA triggered the blood rage DNA. Right. And then Matthew started spreading the blood rage. So right, and, and that and that Isabel never carried it after all, and it was Isabel yes. never carried it. It was it was just Matthew, right? And so Matthew is, uh, you know, as I said, patient zero. He's the one who started it all. That is definitely not what I got out of it, but that's cool. That's that's better. <laughs> yeah, I, it I, sounded I, to me like any human could any human turned could get it if they had the the same gene to cause it. Well, it, oh, that that's true. That's that true. It's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, but the yeah. Problem, but the, the thing is, is that it happened to be Matthew that had the gene because the thing is, is right. that as far as we can tell, no other turned vamp, you know, no other vampire that was that was turned had this gene that triggered the blood rage, and so it was, you know, Matthew was patient zero. But it was interesting because what I'm kind of curious is, like, what is the what is the difference between someone like Matthew who had the DNA that triggered the blood rage and someone like, um, oh, crumbs, the, 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 his son is quote unquote son, Marcus, uh, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Marcus was a carrier, right? but it was never effective. And the, and a lot of the, and the people on in Louisiana, they're all carriers. As far as we can tell, they're all carriers, but they don't actually have the blood rage. So well, what is he it, killed all the other ones that did, right? Well, right, yeah. Right. I mean, what is it with the carriers? What's the difference between the carriers and someone like Matthew? Like I had, you know, they have it, but they don't, but it doesn't affect them. That's why I thought it was like right. a, it depended on the human g- genome part of it. If you got the blood rage part of it, you could still be a carrier. But if you didn't have that human component that made you into the blood rage part, you didn't get the blood rage. Right. Oh, that makes sense too. So Brad. you so, could so still pass ben, it. So Benjamin and Jack have the same gene, right? In, as a human. As so a human. when they were bit and turned, they actually 
uh, from because they got bit and turned by people who had the blood rage. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that would still make Matthew patient zero. But somebody else could become another patient zero if they don't find a solution to the problem. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It was for like example in China, that yeah. someone has the gene and he gets bit by a vampire in China. That has nothing to do with any of these other vampires. He could become a patient zero over there. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing. But I'm glad they went this route because I was very worried that they were going to say, "Oh, we found a cure and we can cure it." And I, and I was like, yeah. if they, "Because I was talking about when we were talking about the cure, I said they can't cure hepatitis, they can't cure COVID, <laughs> they can't cure." The flu, they can't cure AIDS. So why would they be able to, out of the blue, in like one season, cure such a disease here? So I'm glad they didn't go that route. And they said, yeah, there's it's nothing we can do. It's DNA related, and, and it's just how it is. Yeah. We're going to so still research it, but this could take years and years and years because of this. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. They may be able to do, you know, like some medicine that could help it or, or whatever. But but yeah, I don't I don't see it ever. I'm glad they didn't go the route that, oh, yeah, we can cure it. I mean, they can't even cure cancer, you know, and they yeah. can't cure AIDS, like I said. You know, there's a lot of stuff they just can't cure, you know, so you just, we just live with it and we just, you know. It's much more uh, satisfying that they have to learn to control it rather than it's this miracle cure, exactly. you know. Deus ex, ex machina. Yes, yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was I was worried about that. Yeah. Um, now I, I see with Sean's face and and after the the last score that he's not happy right now because uh, they <laughs> tied the game up. Um, they, t- they tied the game up. Uh, the Rams did. Yeah, two teams no. falling apart. So that's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, that aside, and this is I'm just going to throw this out before I forget because I mentioned with uh, this with you, Phil is. On a side note with Gallo Glass, uh, I really enjoy his character, and I want him and Fernando to have a spinoff series. Yeah. To have good things happen to them. I love <laughs> Gallo Glass, man. they screwed really bad. Yeah, they do. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, uh, I, I mentioned that, uh, well, Fernando, for me, I, I mean, I don't have any affinity or negativity to the character at all because he's insignificant to me. I mean, he had that one scene with the aunt, and, and so – um, it was a good scene, but again, the character I don't really care about. God of Glass, I do like, but I don't love the character uh, because, again, his his scenes in the show really there hasn't been many either. Um, if there had to be a spinoff, if I had to choose someone, I would don't want Domenico. I love Domenico. He he would be, be awesome. He would yeah. be an awesome spinoff. That I, would be cool my spin-off. Uh, my my fear though is that. Uh, Gallo Glass is one of those guy, the, one of those characters that you like, that you root for, and then he's gonna die. Yeah, well, Saving actually, Diana, right? <laughs> well, no, Diana. No, I'm, I'm actually gonna live, but I have a feeling it, it's Gallo Glass who's gonna. I mean, I'm not making a, a one. I'm not saying I predict, but I'm just saying Gallo Glass. I would not be surprised if Gallo Glass during some fight with Z, be it Gerber or with Knox or something, and somehow gets killed. Uh, I, I mean, I can see that happening. I can see that happening because that's the kind of character he is in these stories. I just feel right. like it'll be defending Diana because he's professed his love now. So now oh, okay. but but he won't kill the he won't he won't kill the boss level. Uh, no, boss no, he'll just gonna die. Be, it's gonna yeah. be Matthew. It's gonna be Matthew that's gonna do that because yep. they can't they cannot have Gallagher do that. Or they'll just have Diana. You remember this is written by a woman. This, this the the 
the series. So it could have Diana could do it herself. Yeah. I, I guess I could see them not having uh Prince in Shining Armor type, you know, damsel in distress story at all. Um but you never know. I mean, you know, again, she has two babies and stuff, so maybe maybe she j- just by default she'll need um some quote unquote damsel in distress. And I don't mean that in that way. I mean, as in just, you know, protection, you know, because she has two young ones that are more important than her own life in a theory. You know, that's what parents always think. So I could see you may go all mama bear on somebody. That's always true. Oh, that's a good point. Too. Yeah, so they, could, they could go that route too. And again, this is written by a, a woman and, and assuming the woman perspective, that's how they, she, you know, Deborah Harkness may think. So it'll be curious to there see was, where they, they go. There was one piece in the very beginning I thought was a little odd when he was doing his like memories. We get to see his memories of different things. Matthews. Oh yeah, that was weird. It was a weird scene. Yeah. I just I was wondering yeah. why they did it. He's just sitting there thinking, and we get to see what he's thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> it was just kind yeah. of strange. Yeah, and they were all. It was mostly negative stuff. Yeah, it was mostly negative stuff, and it was just this big montage yeah. of negative yeah. stuff. Yeah, what, what so were they trying? Just, he's probably just feeling. I mean, he he's confronted. You know, he just had to relive and and recount all of the people that he killed. You know, and so he's probably he probably has that on his mind of, okay, I did all this bad stuff. You know, I'd really I wish I didn't. You know, that could be just him. But it wasn't as powerful because it wasn't in the same episode. You know, it's the next episode. You're you're looking at new stuff and then he's thinking about that stuff. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. That could be what caused it. But it just it felt off because of it was the start of the episode almost. And he's just thinking about that stuff. I don't know. (laughs) It's weird. To me, no, and I get it. I get it. And and one thing though, I do want to bring up quickly, if I may, is the that brief scene with um, uh, Matthew and um, uh, Matthew and uh, okay. Jack. Oh, oh, a uh, uh, ransom. Uh, Marcus. Marcus. Oh, oh, Miriam. Miriam. Actually, I didn't know Miriam was 3,000 years old. That's actually quite interesting. I didn't either. Uh, it was interesting. I was I talking either. about Matthew and Baldwin. Matthew and Baldwin. Because oh, okay. Because Baldwin was uh, holding over Matthew's head the whole thing about you'll never be allowed in the family. You'll never be allowed in set tours. You'll never be allowed. All that take, sort of thing. Take all your money. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much, he's pretty much just saying, I'm going to cut you off from the family. And Matthew said, okay. Yeah, and so be it. Was was the actual words? We say, okay, I I don't care, you know. And you can kind of see the reaction on Baldwin's face with this. Oh no, you know, because that was what mostly they. That's that was the control that a lot of people had, you know, over Matthew. If you do this, we'll we'll take away, you know, your prestige, your family, and all that sort of thing. But he's to the point where he has a family now he has you know he has diana diana and the babies and then he says you know you're willing to risk you know all of this for a woman that'll only maybe only live another 50 years pretty much he's like yeah now that's the problem with with this series again and it's only it's only three seasons baldwin and matthew in season one especially and half of season two were, were were pretty pretty 
good to each other. They they liked each other. And so this change from where they're now butting heads and angry at each other and doing deceptive things behind each other's back to, hasn't worked for me that well. Yeah, I would and, agree. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't like it because the, the, the turn that Baldwin had in season two and then Matthew's behavior with him since it's it's just it it happened way too quick and and it was out of character from the first one and a half seasons considering the hundreds of years they've worked together right exactly i mean yeah i I mean we hear you know you know people that have been family and and are in music bands or whatever and then they never talk to each other again but you know, I, I don't know. It, it just it's happened way too quick for the amount of time that we see on on screen. Yeah, and I'd be happier if this was all just uh, um, Baldwin fronting, and in the end, he's going to support them. But I know that's, that's not how hoping, it's going to. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I know from seeing next week that it's not going to turn out that week that way. You know, seeing the yeah. preview. Well, so. one of the, our emails uh, where uh, it was either uh, it was you and me, Bill. No, but there was someone that said in an email to us that uh, Baldwin has always was always a stinker or a sob. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and and so that makes me feel like he's not going to pull the end where uh, I'm siding with you. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, we were ta- we were talking about that a little bit offline too, but we were, yeah, 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 but yeah. like about Baldwin, like his Baldwin just refuses. Oh yeah, we did talk about that today. Yeah, the change, yeah. and so that's why it's just I, I would like to have Baldwin because I mean, during this conversation, um, uh, Matthew says, you know, I I know you don't agree with me, but and you don't support me, but can I at least, you know, it wasn't like can I have your blessing, but can you at least understand? And he said no. Yeah, that that's the part that made me most mad. Well, and, and that's the, another problem with te- television shows in general is you have these scenes that last for like seven minutes or less. In this scene, it was like three minutes. And and you have things like that when we're not talking about this isn't like the politics where you're publicly have to s- follow a party line. And so, yep. you, you know, so it's it's just this is all private conversations. If this conversation would probably last for much longer in real life, it would be it's it's not a side for the for for to the general public. So it's not like they have to say this to the end. They, if they just sat down and said, "All right, let's talk it over," I, you know what I'm saying? It, and especially since they know each other and, and worked with each other and they've been related to each other for hundreds of years, all they had to do is sit down and say, "All right, I see your point. Let's work it out." Yeah, if he could have at least said at the end that he could understand, that whole scene would have worked for me way better. But the fact that he didn't even – he said no to that, that just – that that's one of the reasons I say bloodshed's inevitable is because of that type of answer. But but you know what? That's the thing that's that's unfortunate is it wasn't even his fault because all he had to do was say no, as you said, that he said, but Matthew – we can talk it over and, and let's see what you're, you're really trying to, but, but you know what? It's so absolute and they don't need, because yeah. Matthew could have said, all right, let me do this. Let me explain what I'm talking about here. But he doesn't even do that either. He says, okay, fine. Cut me off. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. So he's being a <laughs> dink too. So they're both dinks. 
you know, yeah. and, 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 and that's the problem with what's that, Kevin? Well, no, it's finish your thought. I, I kind of well, I'm not sure I totally agree with that so. uh, uh, because you got two sides, one side that's been there forever. That and, and and following the rules as it's supposed to be, who suddenly has been told that, oh, witches are okay, you can, they can marry. That's what Philip said. The time thing obviously screwed up because it, they wrote it wrong. And then you have Matthew who's saying, well, I, I just married this witch. I want everything changed. And so you have two people who just aren't agreeing. One saying, cut me off. I don't give a rat's ass. And the other one says, says uh, we're not changing. I don't care, give a rat's ass. So I personally think they're both dinks. But the problem, again, is it's a three-minute scene. And in real world, especially when it's not um, where you have to a showcase to a pu- general public, it's just them, they could have sat down and talked it over. And, and, they, and I bet you they could compromise and get something done. Yep. Or at least at least to start. Try anyway. But, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even if Baldwin doesn't want to change, I could see him saying, "All right, let's." I, I see your point. I heard it all. Let me think it over. And, you know, he can wait another month and worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll meet in a month right. and we'll talk about it. And, and you know, damn well, Matt Matthew would say, "All right, yeah, that sounds good. We'll meet in a month. Let's talk about it." You know, but they don't do any of that. They just say it's this black and white. I'm on this side. I'm on that side, and that's it. And so the, I, I think they're both a problem. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you and I have that, known again, each other a few years, and you know, we've had some arguments, and we always come back to each other and understand each other. Yeah, right, right exactly, exactly. <laughs> They've known each other hundreds of years, and they can't do it. Come on, right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's and it's so stupid, you know. I, I don't, well, I don't because because they've known each other for hundreds of years, they know that. Oh, I'm not going to change him. He's not going to change me, and. And for the most part, they really don't get along. It's kind of the only reason why they, they have to have some sort of working agreements or whatever is because they are of the same family. But it seems like they really seems like they well, have a history of not really getting along. That See, that's the problem. I felt in season one and the beginning of season two, they, they were very friendly with each other. And so this change... Doesn't it feels fit like that's where that the narrative for Baldwin's incongruent, right? What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, so it's it just that's where it feels like uh, Baldwin's a little incongruent in his character. Yeah. That he went from being right. where he seemed like he was an underling to Matthew for the first season and a half, yeah. and then right. or, 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 now or he equals, now he's yeah. now he's like Mr. Power or Master of Powers and I control everything and he respect for them, right? He respect. He, he did. And now he's gonna just say, screw it all and you guys can, you know, bugger off. <laughs> for someone who's such a good political character, at least you assume that based on how he is on the council, it seems weird that he's taking this this is the point that this is the hill he's gonna die on. Yeah. Like well, over like aspects well, of it at least. Well, th- I, I I concur with that, but uh, again, it's it, it's not like Matthew ever came to him and said, "This is what we're going to do," or, or, or let me su- throw out some suggestions. He just came in and said, uh, "Philip said this. I married this person. We're we're breaking all the rules of the covenant without telling you." Congre- you know, all that. <laughs> Instead of instead of coming, you know, I don't know. I'm really it's, sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. And, and, and actually, he's not. He goes, I know this puts you in a hard uh-huh. position. Yeah, I know this right. puts you in a hard position, but I did all this bad stuff. Right, right. Well, and even if, if it isn't bad, because, you know, it's a, it's a matter of perspective and rules are outdated, whatever. It's just that he, he like, pissed on his back and he told him that it was raining. Yeah, that's that's what he what Matthew did to him, and it's like so. Baldwin is a dink. What's I can, what's agree? He can be a villain. He's a dink. Whatever. But I, I I just don't see how the problem I have with Matthew, and I keep on saying it, he's rash, he, he's irrational, he's self centered, he's a reactionary, and so everything that he does, it's and, and he's a pompous ass. He's a dink to Diana, right? We all agree. He's a why would she want to even marry a dink like him? So. I just don't like him any more than I would like Bob. Yeah. That's my problem. With the I think in this episode, he, he, he was a better person than he has been in the last, I don't know how many episodes. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. But it could be because he's not with Diana. And that's kind of sad for me to say. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. When he's with <laughs> Diana, he's even, he's a very dislikable because he's a dink to her. So I don't know, but, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's fair. It's fair. I, I know, you know, you, we're going to choose sides based off of our, however logic we want to want to use, but uh, they're, they're, they're I, I just can't believe they just can't compromise. It's, it's just weird, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's impossible to compromise in, in this situation. Baldwin, if Baldwin worked with them, they would have two votes, right? They'd have the demons and they'd have Baldwin's vote. They wouldn't have the bears and they wouldn't have some of the witches, right? I don't know if they've had, would have any of the witches because all we've seen is that too, but I thought each had three members. We don't know what the other members think about any of this. Right. Like Domenico, we don't know where he would go. We know Joubert would, you know, vote (laughs) against Right. So I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting thing because not having Baldwin means they're probably outvoted no matter what they do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't even know how Satu was able to get on the council. Knox because, got her on there. <laughs> yeah. But 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 who does she re- rep- represent? I, I mean, it doesn't. I, you don't. I don't even know how people have. Who? What makes? It's not like all the witches said, "Yeah, let's put the tattoo person on." I guess they just trusted Knox to say. I, I don't guess. Know, I don't get yeah. It. yeah, that's not really uh, made clear. How. Like, how do we know who is on the council and why? Like, not, why is Baldwin on the council just because they've right. been around a long time? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, especially if there's only three of each ethnic race or group or whatever those creatures are called, because it's like. I, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where they get. Where, yeah, I just and they're appointed. They're not elected. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I mean, it's like anybody could be on the council if they're allowed on the council, it seems like. So that's right. prone to corruption. <laughs> right, right. So let, let's say let's say Knox and all these other people were long enough that they got a, they built up their reputation and they get on the council. But Satu kind of makes me think the council is a joke. So yeah. why is she even on the council? Who is she? She was just this, this uh, witch in the middle of the rural Finland that he decides <laughs> to pull in and suddenly says, all right, let's put her on the council. And it's like uh, all, all Diana had to say was she she tortured me. I have proof. You know, it's it's like, that's it. 
she's gone. Get her off. So I, I don't get it. So yeah, the council yeah, fa- is completely corrupt. Faithful <laughs> listeners, if you know the answer to how the council is formed and who is on it, please let us know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not exactly. getting it from the show. Well, right. The leap was one of the founders. I know that. Yeah, I know that. But but why would someone like Satu get on when? I, I don't know. I just don't get it. And does well, each portion of the council select who's on their portion, or does everybody on the council have a say in whether somebody's going to be allowed to be appointed? I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it's like the witches can. Yeah, it's the witches can choose who's going to be their representatives, and you know, vampires and and so on and so forth. It's definitely not democratic. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, meritocracy I mean, I maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't get any any idea. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know. I mean, because again, Satu, she's pretty powerful. That I could see her being on the council because of that reason. Cause yeah, she's pretty powerful. Uh, but other yeah, than that, true. she just got on there with Knox saying, "Hey, she's on the council now." <laughs> right, right. And that exactly. almost makes and the council seem like it's not worth anything anyway. Because if if you can get on the council by Knox's say so, right? Screw this council. <laughs> right. And well, and, 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 and we didn't even know she was a weaver. Right. So so she was powerful, but how any more, more powerful than anybody else. Right. Until we found out she was a weaver. No one knew she was a weaver until like three episodes ago. Right. You know, so I, I don't I don't get it. But and even and being a weaver, that that would be a, uh, a no no for the council. Anyway, so right because you don't you know weavers are supposed to be like oh, we don't want them around or something. Yeah, I don't know. So they'd be targeted by the witches here. Yeah, why would you want the, a weaver representing you? But then I guess right, like, right. like why would they want Diana then representing them either? Like right. there's a, so it depends. Like this is the thing is we've only seen a small group of people. We don't right. know what the greater larger view is in regards right. to approaching any of this stuff. So. And I'm sure the book must go much more into detail about all this stuff um, because – and it probably would explain why weavers aren't trusted too. I mean I know they're rare and, and, and whatnot, but why people would hate the weavers so much. Other witches would hate the weavers so much. But again, you know, this is a TV show. You only have so many episodes. You only can have so many plot points from the books in in the, the show. So, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that alone makes you, you, you Barrett, one hundred percent right. And so, yeah, get rid of this council. It's, it's stupid. You know, seriously. I mean, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it until we just started talking about. It, but I was like, yeah, yeah, same here. Membership same here. seems, <laughs> membership yeah. seems pretty easy. It has its advantages for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. You know, and and if it's only nine, you know, nine witches for who knows how many. I mean, nine creatures for who knows how many creatures are in all of Europe and the US and wherever and then um, yeah and then we're just talking about how Sao made it and I'm thinking about it I go yeah this council is stupid didn't even occur to me until 10 minutes yeah. ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um, let's see uh, anything else we want to talk about uh, in the episode uh, we missed anything the baby. Uh, finally, the baby. Yeah, finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah finally Matthew heads home I mean that's just weird that, that he would not be with his 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 wife during her third trimester. I mean, that's just bizarre. I oh, mean, I know was, we talked off it offline, either with you, Sean, or with you, Kevin. Yeah, it was that he, yeah. yeah, that he was obviously trying to build up trust from the New Orleans folk, but it's still bizarre. 
Agreed. Thanks, you, can't, you can't do it over Zoom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd like that very much. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm gonna just zoom when you start when your water breaks. Let me know. Yeah. Hey, can you hold the camera like a little bit more to the right there? You know? oh, yeah, that does look the, good. I got more important stuff going on. Okay. I mean, well, there's a couple things that I found interesting. Is that one? Uh, people were trying to get a hold of him, and he wouldn't answer his phone. Uh, I mean, even I think it was uh, last last episode, you know, uh, Diane was trying to get a hold of Matthew and Matthew wouldn't answer his phone, even though it's his wife. I'm thinking, well, that's that's not good. Uh, maybe he's got limited nice minutes on his plan. Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's international. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But the whole point is, is that you have that. But what what actually sets him going home is when. Baldwin calls Matthew and says, we have to meet. And like the next thing you know, he's, he's from Louisiana. He's now in England, just like that. I'm like, wow, no, that's travel. That's just well, time. Pass I know. I know. Showing it. But I'm just, I mean, that's just it. I mean, one minute, uh, you know, you have somebody in England and the next second they're like, they're there. They're they're, <laughs> they're in, in Louisiana. It's like, wait a minute. She was just in England. Uh, I mean, I know they can go fast, but I didn't think they can go that fast. Um, but then it was it was Baldwin, though, that got Matthew back to England. Yeah. Well, Miriam told him, too, though, that he needed to come to go back. Yeah, but he was still, but he was still hesitating. He was still hesitating until Baldwin said, we have to talk. You know, the only other thing that would have gotten Matthew back to uh back to England is somebody saying, Oh yeah, Diana just went in labor. But by that time he gets there, she'd probably have her kids. She'd probably have the twins already. And he would just come in like a couple hours after that happens. Like, okay, what I miss? You know, I, it was like, if it weren't for Baldwin, Matthew probably would have been, you know, in an airplane flying home to England while his he wife got lucky white yeah while his <laughs> wife was was in labor i i i don't know i just just something like that i i that just kind of, that just kind of irritated me yeah yeah i mean you know she still had family and friends and stuff there but it's just weird that your person that you're supposed to be closest to wasn't there through that third trimester I thought it was yeah. cool that Marcus was going to help deliver the babies and uh, Miriam was like, you've done this a thousand times or something like that before. Yeah. I'll be over. I'll be in the other room if you need me. Yeah. yeah let me, I, well, I, I felt terrible because she, she didn't get an <laughs> epidermal. So why didn't she go to the hospital? I don't get it. They wanted to have natural childbirth, I guess. And they didn't know, maybe they didn't know what was coming out. The first one was in a tub. And yeah. like, all right, yeah. fine. But then the second one was outside the tub. That I did not get. Why bail uh, the second one out of the tub? <laughs> all right. So it wasn't just me. Thank no, you. No. I thought well, both I, were going to be born into the water. Right. Yeah, and I, I, granted, I, I, the water was probably pretty filthy, but it looked like she had enough time for them to drain the tub, at least wipe it down and fill it up again. But that's. I, I still, I still think they should have just gone to the hospital and, and gave her the epidermal, so she wouldn't be in as much 
pain in the labor, but she did make it sound painful. I was like, I don't know why women want to yeah, go yeah. through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with my wife, uh, we we made sure we got the epidermals, and it still was uncomfortable, but at least it wasn't in pain. That's for sure. You know, because I, I've heard people who, if you miss the window, you can't have an epidermal, and then you have to actually have the same pain that Diana had, and and it kind of sucks. So. Yeah, that was tough. But yeah, I don't know why they they had her outside the tub. Well, I think it was just to show her belly, maybe, and that she still had the second coming or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It felt weird. Um, yeah, yeah. So there was a boy and a girl. Uh, no, it was a girl and a boy. It was a girl first and then a boy. Yeah. Yeah. And- Philip and was it Rebecca? I can't remember the name. the name of the other aunt, right? Or the aunt's significant. Yeah. Aunt. You know, it's funny if it is Philip and Rebecca. Um, the, uh, I was I'm Philip, and if I was a girl, I was supposed to be Rebecca. Oh, so that is neat. It, that is kind of weird. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I don't remember the baby's names. To be honest, I forget. One was Philippe. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, so maybe it was Rebecca. I think the other one was Rebecca. Well, she yeah, said that is Philip. Weird. They weren't going to name it Philippe. They well, said well, Philip. Yeah, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you remember, she she's American, so so she may went out and say, "I want the want it anglicized," you know. So, but um, um, so now they have two more people that they have to protect from a lot of evil people. Is is what what I think the last couple of episodes are because you're gonna have we still have Benjamin who's a, we don't know much about we got Satu we got Knox we got uh, Jabir and uh, and you know if they want to go with Baldwin or Domenico to become villains too they could go that route as well so they they got some issues and they got to watch out for so and they're um, a man down because Gallagher uh, Gallaglass yeah. took off on his motorcycle right yeah, so, yeah. at least I in think- the moment. For the yeah. Oh, yeah. Come back. Yeah, I'm wondering if if he's gone for good, or you know his duty is done. And is it really done though? Philippe didn't say how long he needed to protect her. He just said protect her. Uh, well, he true. may mention that Matthew is never going to leave her side. But still, it's his job to protect her. Oh, I know. And if yeah. he spent 400 years watching her, it's hard for me to believe that he's just gone for good. <laughs> right. Well, well, he's 400 years waiting to watch for her, right? That's That was the thing. He goes, you yeah. have to wait all that. I guess, yeah, it's only like 20 of watching, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 400, exactly. 400 yeah. waiting, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because I, I think the actual... Uh, Creepy stalker. Teresa Palmer's age is, is 34, because she's 34 in real life. Yeah, imagine that. This guy just Creepy every so often. Stalker. Yeah, that is kind of, when you think about it. Watching uh, her from a baby up. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, 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 that is weird. And, but you know what? He could have stole her for his own. Yeah, well, assuming she liked him, because you know she could just look at him and go, no, "I don't think you're attractive." But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, so she is curious too. It's like she didn't know who he was until the time, uh, the moment she comes back from the past, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's and weird. that's when he. Yeah, and that's when he finally announces his announces himself, because prior to that, um, she didn't even know who he was until she went to the past. 
Um, again, though, that's part of that time travel thing that it's like, yeah, yeah, because the the the, the quote unquote good time travel movies don't allow people to interact because they don't want to f everything up, you know, the wrong timelines and change the futures and all that sort of stuff. Well, they did talk about him not doing it, but then like Matthew, but then his other self disappeared somehow. That I thought right. was weird. So I'm, I'm still not sure exactly wasn't how that his, worked. Wasn't uh, the other Matthew up north in Scotland at the time or something? That's where he was supposed yeah. to be, but he basically was gone. I mean, he wasn't, it, yeah, the way they made it sound, he just disappeared. Yeah, they they that kind of made it a little too easy. It's like just get him out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- put it this way, Barrett. When it comes to time travel, this ain't no boss level. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best film ever. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, um, let's see. Anything else that we wanted to talk about? I'm, I'm not sure if we missed anything in the episode. I think we hit on everything. Yeah, all right, all right. Oh, oh you know who who's a wild card? I forgot to mention, uh, even though we've said his name a couple of times, is Hubbard. He could be he, a hero, you know? Yes, and now that he did something to that witch, who knows what's going to happen. Right. Right. Because somebody right. under his protection. Well, okay, two things with Hubbard. With this one is, yeah, yeah, he got, um, you know, one of the people under his protection got, got hurt. And so you know he's going to act on that, but then also and he already Hubbard, warned he already warned Knox. Keep that in mind too. Yeah, <laughs> and and he also gave his page to Diana. Yep. So it's obvious he has picked sides. I think yeah, and I think that it was a foregone conclusion he would go that way because. Nobody was going to approach him the same way she was. I mean, Knox didn't come with respect and say, "Give me the page." You know, I mean, <laughs> and, and technically, Diane and technically Diane is all. Or think about it, Diane is also under his protection because she, she is off of his of her blood. So, yep, yeah. So it, it's obvious where Hubbard stands. Yeah, you know, he may he right. his his he came out creepy at at first, but he's kind of coming out. He may still be creepy, but he's coming out as a definite ally of the the main protagonists here i think last week we said he was one of the few really good characters you know right like him and marcus he's yeah in, yeah he's that, in that, that camp yeah 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 that has no no real evilness at all or, but uh, yeah it's yeah he's there's no real gray he seems like he's pretty solid all the, all the way from the you know based off of what we know based off of what we've yeah seen. what we've seen yeah, yeah. they might I mean, have the more book, backstory book. in the book <laughs> yeah that says that he slotted 500 people during their you know some <laughs> war or something yeah, who knows but yeah yeah based off of what we've seen on the show he's 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 uh as solid and trustworthy as anybody yeah I, I, if anybody he's the most trustworthy character yeah i would trust him i'd give him my blood <laughs> yeah. he's gonna protect me shoot he's yeah yeah i mean he's <laughs> he's like Calvass, where where he he was asked to do something, he followed through, and he didn't. He didn't, you know, stray at all. So, yep. yeah. And if we had yep. followed uh, Matthew's path, he'd never have been able to help. <laughs> because right. he, <laughs> that's true. But also, the difference between Hubbard and Galagras is Hubbard is not a stalker. That's very true. <laughs> that we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. He he uh, did make one screw up, and that was letting uh, Benjamin get to. Uh, oh, Jack. Jack. Yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But, but you can't be everywhere a, at once, right? I mean, right, like right. being a parent, you can't watch yeah, a, a screw up isn't 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 a malicious. That's just Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he felt bad about it and he blamed himself. He sure did, yeah. Absolutely. He sure did. Yep. So um and now there's one thing that that's been bothering me for a while now is I I can't stand Sean's face. It's been so depressed for the past 15 minutes or so. <laughs> I, we have I, Zoom. Almost, I almost sent him a private message saying, dude, I know the game sucks, but get involved. <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like Kevin last week, but this week it's, it's, it's Sean. And it, it, literally, he, he just, you, it, you can see the moment in his face. I get a text from my, my Scottish buddy. He goes, he goes, you know, whatever he says, the stuff. I won't say what he said because it's, it's terrible. No, all he said was J- Jimmy Garoppolo. There he goes again. He's all done. You know, and, and so I knew the game was over because he's like 20 seconds before me when, when it comes to, you know, cable and all that crap. And so at that moment, Sean's face just went, <laughs> the 49 is lost. I could, uh, I, the, the worst part is that it feels exactly like how they lost in the Super Bowl against Kansas City two years ago. The same right. thing where they had a lead and Garoppolo blew the game. Whether they should have won that, it or not. that game, yeah. But, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I hope the Bengals win. Well, and, and when, when you went, oh, that, I, I, that, was, that was tough. I, I could hear that, that deep. <laughs> But you know what? And no matter how great their defense is, the 49ers defenses, uh, Cup and, and Beckham, picking up Beckham at the, the last, what, four or five games, that's huge, huge. But either way, um, um, it was Jimmy Garoppolo more than anything that, that kind of caused the, the problem, I guess. Yeah. Now you have and no uh, one to root I'll, for. Well, I'll, I'll, like if the Bengals win, that would be fine. The Rams technically have already won when they had their run with uh, Kurt Warner. So it's not like a yeah. team that's never won before. Right, I'll give right. credit to the Rams. They built, they built this, this they built team over the last yeah. uh, two or three years, right? Really yeah. well. So yeah. all they needed to the management. All they needed was the quarterback and, and they, they got Stafford, Stafford. and Stafford and cup though. Cup came for a huge breakout this year. You know, cup, cup's unbelievable. But anyway, what were we saying there, Kevin? Nah, Rams used to be in St. Louis. They yeah. left about two yeah, years the good old days. ago. I hate when it was the, uh, the, the greatest show on turf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a shame that they left St. Louis. Anyway, well, but... I was here when they left. I moved here right well, about a year or two before they left. And it was or actually I moved here about the year they left. It was it was an interesting it, it was like nobody cared. Like right. the tickets were the ticket sales were low and it really wasn't that uh what i mean let's just put it this way if the cardinals decide to leave st louis there will be riots there will be bloodshed and i'm not joking well uh, cardinals cardinals here cardinals baseball is a religion here well yeah but they're never gonna move that's only talking about the the yankees moving okay the the lamest team move was in hockey and it was the minnesota north stars going to dallas Yeah, yeah, there's, there's that was lame. Yeah, hockey's been really bad when it when it comes to teams moving. But anyway, let's get back to the show because uh, our fans, don't, our listeners, I should say, don't want to hear us talking about sports. This is our sports um, section. Anything? All right, yeah, all right. So there you go. All right, so um, is that it? Is that anything else? Anyone? No, I'm good. Nope. All right, let's, so let's wrap it up. Uh, so let's give our final thoughts and maybe what we thought about the 
uh, preview. So uh, let's start with you, Kevin. Okay. Uh, the only thing I really remember about the preview is is not uh, – sorry, Jaber. Oh, well, okay, a couple of things. Is one, talking about the, the, the christening of the babies – and that's when Isabeau said, well, that's when we'll really tell who our friends are from our foes. And not too long after that, Jaber is talking to um, Baldwin saying, you know, you have to take care of it. And he said, I will. You know, and that's pretty much, you know, you get right. the little hint there that, all right. It was nefarious. There's there's something not, not good going on there. And um all in all, that was pretty much that. That's kind of the summation I got from, from you know, scenes from next week. All right, and so your final thoughts on the episode? Uh, like I said, this was a good one. Uh, yeah, bittersweet, but um, definitely not a dull moment. I mean, you can't you can't say there was a dull moment in this. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty good episode uh, for sure. Um, uh, it's so, so far the second episode I think is still the worst of the season. Um, this one was pretty solid, um, so I was I was somewhat happy. I, I am disappointed though with the the schism between Baldwin and Matthew and some of Matthew's irrational. Uh, a reactionary behavior, but you know, I mean, we're, it's expected now, some of it, so it doesn't bother me that much, even though it's unfortunate. Um, it just makes me harder to, to like him uh, for quote unquote a hero. Um, if this was real life, I would, wouldn't like the character person at all, and I wouldn't even talk to them. Um, <laughs> but all in all, um, it was a good episode, so yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, it'll be curious uh, to see what that thing between Baldwin and Javier really meant. Um, I'm thinking it's it's not good for our heroes. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? I really liked this episode. I liked the um, birthing event. I liked the progression of the characters. I was very sad about the guy being killed at the end. Uh, it really did hit me hard. I, I thought he was going to be saved and was looking hopeful for him, and then he just gets axed. Um, but overall, I thought it was a great episode and we're definitely on the downward slope of the story. Now we're get, we're getting towards the climax. Oh, actually, you know what? I forgot. I, I said it offline to you. Um, Sean, I think is that I would like to see a Hubbard spinoff. Yes. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. Uh, Sean, what do you got for your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, just to echo everybody else. It was another great episode uh, moving the story along. Uh, as with Barrett, I really did feel for Timothy in his short time that we got to know him. I thought it was really, it was kind of very tragic that you finally get offered hope and Knox comes here and kills you. So um, <laughs> it just made, that's why I really dislike Knox and I really want someone to take his little magic ball and do bad stuff to him because like i don't see there's any justification for any of his stuff so so well, he's great as a villain he's great as a villain i that took him over the edge for me was the that, finality that's, of yeah. this episode yeah yeah they're, 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 i don't think there's any redeeming redeeming at the end for him you know like where he's spared or, or forgiven or becomes a good character i think i think he's the the typical villain that will have an end at, at the end but we do uh, not know he killed him 
That's true. We, We're we, assuming, we, but we assuming. don't have evidence. We don't have evidence. It's it's all circumstantial. You're absolutely it is right. Circumstantial. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, and there's one thing they also talked about a little bit over the pre the the the, the comings for next week is something like there was a problem with one of the babies not not eating anything. So that probably yes. like one of the vampire babies, the vampire. Yeah, that's what I figured it was. Talking oh about. Yeah. wow, you're right. Feed it blood, dummy. <laughs> yeah so one's a human and one's a yeah that's right because they're 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 fraternal they're not identical twins so that makes right. sense yeah, yeah that yeah. one could be one, yeah it's probably gonna be the boy yeah. that's the vampire and the girl that's the witch. Yeah. yeah you know what though they could flip it they could i'd uh, like that yeah. i'd like yeah. that it'd be interesting yeah yeah so all right sounds good so uh that was uh episode four of season three that we just discussed uh we would love to hear your comments uh there was a lot of uh um theory discussed versus just talking specific scenes and stuff so uh anything that anybody wants to email us at dark discussions at aol.com or press the contact us link on the menu on darkdiscussions.com, and we will read your email on the podcast um so that's pretty much it next week's don't episode, forget patreon Yes, Patreon. If you want to donate to the podcast or the network, uh, you can just press the Patreon link on darkdiscussions.com or just go to dark, just go to patreon.com backslash darkdiscussions. And uh, if you do donate money to the podcast every quarter, uh, we pull out of a hat your choices for us to review a movie. Uh, so, for example, for every $5 per month that you donate, you can pick a, a film. And then at the end of the quarter, um, we pull out of a a uh, randomizer uh, program, uh, a topic. Uh, we just actually did uh, pulled one earlier in January because it was the beginning of the quarter, and we picked the movie from one of our listeners, David uh, Michael Farley. He had a film called Heather's, which people may be familiar with, um, was picked. So uh, we'll be discussing that on one of the podcasts, uh, the, actually the Dark Discussions podcast, the main podcast uh, on the network. And we're actually um, doing one this week. Yes, that's right. We're doing one this week. Uh, this Thursday, we're recording, um, and that will be... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep, Thursday the 3rd. So, uh, Kevin Letts, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, if you're interested. Uh, we are talking on the Dark Discussions Podcast Network. That was a pick by Holly Masiak, uh, one of our patrons, and uh, we're re- recording that episode this week. Uh, so, i gotta, I got to watch that uh, probably tomorrow or... No, or Tuesday, I'll watch it one of those two days, I think. Yeah. I want to um, make one final comment. Uh, Go right ahead. Our, our theorizing might get a little heated sometimes, but we're all friends here, and we, uh, we're we all good. Just to let everybody know. <laughs> Indeed. We're the ginger. We don't like the ginger. <laughs> well, that's what I, I was. I agree with what Kevin just said. What did he say? Kevin, what, he said, we don't like Canadians. Oh, Wait, what day? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I love putting words in his mouth. That's great. <laughs> One of my best friends is Canadian. Come on. Uh, hey, I'm half Canadian. So what do you want? <laughs> so yeah, that's, but that's French. That's Quebecian. They, they, they don't yeah, count. They don't yeah, count. They, they don't <laughs> count. That's, that's, that's what they, that, well, Quebecers say it. The others don't count. So there you go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I'm kidding. If anybody here is listening from Quebec, I am kidding. I, I am I very much like our our Canadian neighbors to the north. Well, they're only to the north, but I mean our our neighbors in the north, um, including you know, Sean. Being from being from <laughs> being from Rochester, New York, I I was worked. I was like two hours away from the Canadian border, and I spent 
a lot of time going across and just having a grand old time. So peace bridge, uh, 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 rainbow bridge for us. Ah, for me, it or was the Queenston Lewiston bridge for me, actually. But yeah, for, for me, it's, it's the rural, um, um, border towns. Uh, so it's a border crossing at Pittsburgh, uh, and Chatfieville, uh, Quebec for the New Hampshire one. And then you can just go just about 10 miles to the left or West, I should say it's the, um, new Canon Vermont border crossing over into Quebec as well. Now, Niagara Falls is where I spent a lot of time. Toronto trips. I've never been into English Canada. I've only been into uh, French Canada because that's what's directly two hours north of me, Kevin. So yeah. we know. We know. <laughs> Technically, Canada was two hours west. Yeah, that's Sean, true. you were yeah. going to say something, Sean. Say what you were going to say. I was just going to say the reason to have me on is because then you can blame the Canadian and you can blame the ginger. Blame the Canada. All evil. Blame Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, honestly, I, I have no issues with, with the ginger, but. Yeah, Canada thing. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ginger is totally fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the, some of the best looking women are, are Ginger. Yeah, yeah actually, the best looking women are Gingers, probably. So, <laughs> so, when I make my Sims characters, uh, the the they're sometimes Gingers. It's all good. Sometimes go. <laughs> the same percentage that they have. Well, society. <laughs> No, not really. No, no. I, I was doing it. Thirty-three percent of the time, they're, they're gingers. Yeah, I usually choose brown hair, uh, amber, or blonde. You know how it is. Anyway, um, I do it for my girls. They, they're the ones that choose. They go, oh, I want the red hair. Yeah, because they love playing the, the characters. It's one of the few video games they can play with. There's no violence. So. Um, all right, so uh, I guess that's it for now. Uh, we're just mumbling on about nothing now. So uh, I guess we can say good night for tonight, and we will come back next week. So, uh, Barrett, why don't you leave us out? Thanks for joining us again on uh, oh, a discovery of witches, demons, and vampires. We'll see you again next week when we discuss episode five. <laughs>